guys welcome back to Mickey Mike's Up today I have guys one of my favorite people Maggie Maggie's the coolest and she's here on my show today so um Maggie for those who do not know you do you want to introduce yourself real quick and then we will just chat it up sure thing first of all thank you for having me big fan I still remember when you were first toying with the idea and being like should I do this? Should I not? And then here we are. One year uh, later. It's only been a year. Yeah. Okay. It feels like three. Um, <laughs> it feels like so long. <laughs> it honestly feels longer. But um, hello, everybody. My name is Maggie Yan. I recently graduated from Boston College, uh, double majoring in business analytics and information systems in a minor in film studies. Um, I'm currently now back home in New York City. Um, Long Island area and I'm a big New Yorker it was really fun to live up in Boston for about four years or so um, but it's really good to be back home and I'll be pursuing a little bit of the corporate life um, but I'll still continue working on all my favorite side projects with my number one being working on the women's sports exchange with Mickey um, I am the creative director so long job description, but with any bootstrap company, um, I just help make sure that we're pushing content through and really continuing to grow our mission to cover, do a better job of covering women's sports. That was such a good introduction. Wow. You're, you're so <laughs> Making good. Making it up as I go. <laughs> you're so good. <laughs> um, so Maggie and I are going to talk about like all the things we're going to talk about what her college experience was like, because, you know, Maggie went to school right when COVID hit and that was probably a little bit of a rough time, but then we're going to talk all about women's sports exchange and just all the fun things we're doing with that and how we got into soccer. And so, yeah, we're just going to get right into it, I guess. But um, I guess, how did you in like talking about college because we're, we're we'll focus on that first but how did you decide on BC where why did you go there did you know what you wanted to study when you decided to go there kind of thing oh this takes me back to my tours I like didn't know that my last good old days BC <laughs> was gonna be my last because um then stuff happened but Anyways, so my journey to BC is kind of really funny because I absolutely did not want to leave New York. I, although I was born in New York, I did live outside of the US for a little bit. Um, I lived in Hungary to be more precise. And then when we moved back to New York, I grew and fell in love with New York. And as an obnoxious New Yorker, I had no plans to leave post high school. I was like, I'm staying at home. I have family here. My sister's here. I refuse to leave. Um, but then during my senior year, about like close to application deadlines, my mom was like, so Boston's cute. Boston has a European feel. What are your thoughts on um, applying there? And I was like, no. But then I love my mother. Why would so I leave I New like, York? <laughs> exactly. I was like, why would I leave New York for a bootleg version of New York? And I was like, no. But I love my mother. And I was like, okay, fine. Um, it's just not going to hurt anything. I already have my essay. At most. It's like two additional little short essays that they make you write. So I was like, fine, whatever. So knowing nothing about colleges in Boston, I was like, well, Boston College and Boston University both have Boston in their names. So they must be in Boston. And so I applied to BC and BU knowing wow. absolutely nothing that's, about that's either school. Smarts, figuring out that they're in Boston. Yeah, no, literally it was just a moment. I, I, I really want, how'd you piece that one together, Maggie? It's really tough. And it's funny because BC is actually not in Boston, only part of campuses. It's actually located in Chestnut Hill, which is considered like a suburb of Boston. Um, so, so that's why I say that. Because all their branding. They really are. Well, the school was founded in Boston originally. And then, but that was like over a hundred years ago. Um, and then they moved. So I was like, oh, yay. And but long story short, I have an asterisk next to BC and BU on my college list because my college counselor was like, but you're going to college, not your mother. And I was like, yes, but I love her. So I did it. And then I got into both. Didn't get into any of my top New York schools. So I was like screwed. And basically BC gave me a better financial aid package. And that's why we chose BC. 
literally nothing else. I was like, well, the statistics look decent. They gave me a good aid package. Like what can happen? And so I got to BC and I was like, this is not the city. This is in the suburbs. Um, And I grew to like that a lot actually, but not where I wanted to be and would do it all over again though. Now that I have got a suburbs queen. It's funny because now I live in the suburbs during throughout elementary school, middle school, high school, I lived in the city. Um, but in Europe, I lived in the suburbs. So I'm like borderline, like I cannot be more than an hour away from the city, but currently enjoying the suburban life. When you said that you, cause yesterday when we talked, you were like, oh yeah, like I lived in Europe for a little bit. I was like, we've talked how many times and I'm just figuring this out like I was so caught off guard for sure I was like Maggie it's getting cooler but with your majors how did you know that that was like what you wanted to study yeah honestly also did not know what I was doing and I I mean this I blame it on the entire system like we're 17 years old how are you supposed to know what you want to do so I pursued what my parents did or what my parents family suggestion was like business and I was like okay so I I was applying to business schools um and so at BC's I originally entered as a finance major and throughout my four years I held on to the finance major all the way until my second semester junior year which is essentially a year ago and then I dropped it because I took some of the higher level courses and it just it wasn't bringing me joy and it was stressing me out and I remember when I told my mom that I dropped finance, I like bawled, but it was like the best decision I made. Um, but also throughout those four years, I was a, f- a film double major at one point, dropped that to a minor, um, but eventually realized that I liked analytics and I really like kind of the logistical aspect of that to analyze things. Um, and then I picked up information systems after I dropped finance because I had needed the same number of classes to graduate, but also it was like, light coding without needing to actually know the deep levels of coding so I have like very surface level coding skills that's so cool I remember what my friend Lydia at school this past semester she had to take a class and she had to do coding stuff and she was like no (laughs) she like she like hated it because she thought about being like she thought about doing like a data analytics like thing at one point she had to take that class she was like nope she was like that is not the kind of math I like so I yeah. because I, I could never I have so much respect for anyone in computer science or software engineering and all that stuff because it's not like coding is math and logic and basically you have to boil everything down to like elementary kindergarten level sentences and that's really hard to do when you're solving a really big problem yeah. but Again, that's why I'm only beginning level because I, I could I could never go more. You well, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you I mean I've seen you do computer things. So you're 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 good at computer things, <laughs> if that if that counts for anything. Thanks. The many times we've we've Zoom shared screens. <laughs> I do love Excel though. It's, I think it's just so fun. You can make it pretty. Maggie makes the best spreadsheets. Like she puts colors and drop down menus and it's they're just so good I love spreadsheets like putting that checkbox filtering it it's so satisfying though once you organize it isn't it it is it's made things so much easier to read but I did not know how to do most of those things until I'm like watching you click around I'm like oh okay that's how that works there's so many actually really cool stuff in there we'll do we'll do more um excel google spreadsheets one-on-one time you gotta give me like you gotta give me like a lesson next time we talk like on how how to use google sheets (laughs) we're just gonna host a team bonding event and that's called how to use google sheets yeah basically um so obviously during your college your four years um covid which i feel like i feel like everyone's kind of like talked everything covid so far but just for you, like, what was that like? I, I know you told me yesterday or one of the other three days we've talked recently <laughs> that you um, you lived at home while COVID was going on at school. So how did that kind of like affect your college experience? Yeah, it was crazy because I only had a year and a half of in-person school, but freshman year doesn't even count because you're just getting used to everything. Like everything is so new. And so I came back into sophomore year being like, 
okay, I'm like ready. I kind of have grown a lot second semester freshman year. I'm ready to meet new friends, meet new people. And then we got sent home and it sucked. But I also, as someone who wanted to stay in New York, I was like, well, I'm going home. I can't really complain because that's exactly what I wanted. Um, and just six months before we all got sent home, my family actually moved into Long Island. So when I came home that Thanksgiving, I had no idea where things were. My friends who came over were like, do, do you even live here? And I was like, no. So that's when so I moved from the pandemic, I got to move into my new house and actually stay in my new room, uh, which was really incredible, but kind of sucked because you couldn't see anyone. All you saw was the same couple of people every day, which is your family. And that can always, you know, everybody has a love-hate relationship with family. There are times they piss you off. And that's when I turned to Twitter. Um, and that's when I started deep diving more into women's soccer specifically. And that led me to talking to you and us now here. That's um, and so, I know, right? But in the pandemic, I picked up my passion for soccer and women's sports and learning that I actually really like that. And I learned Canva in the pandemic. You're Canva icon, <laughs> Canva queen. I was so bored. I learned Canva. Um, and I've only known Canva for like two years, two and a half, or however long it's been for the pandemic. That's crazy. I feel like I've known you so much longer than like, I don't know, maybe it's because we literally talk like every day, <laughs> but like, oh I genuinely God. feel like I've known you so much longer than just like COVID. <laughs> I know, and it's crazy because we've known each other all this time, but the first time that we met in person was two weeks ago. Yeah. Which was, is crazy. Yeah, no, because I, like, and, like, when we, I, so, for anybody who's listened to this, I started this, like, a year ago, because I did it after I went to the national team game, because I was, like, I'll just talk about that game, and the first episode is me just talking about how I got to watch Tobin play like literally it's just like 40 minutes of me talking about like being at the national team game and to Tobin played the first game and she scored and it's so crazy because I was at the game on the first but then you were there like a few days later and then there was like another thing mm -hmm. where like I was there and then you were there like a few days later and we've just like mm -hmm. always missed each other and so it was so cool to like finally like meet you because I feel like we've just known each other for so long mm -hmm. And out of all places, a Gotham game too. Like there's nothing more representative of how we met than at Red Bull Arena at halftime and for a Gotham game that we were losing. Yeah. <laughs> Emphasis on the fact that we were losing. <laughs> Truly nothing more iconic than that. Yeah. And then at the end, Mag at the end, I literally owe my life to Maggie because... <laughs> when Hensley came over and her and I are talking, Maggie's up like taking pictures from like above <laughs> and like recording video. And I'm like, I like, so good. Like those pictures Mo are- Mom crazy. mode activated. She was, she was really getting all like, all the right angles. Like it was so good. <laughs> Gotta make sure everybody looks good. Yeah, you know, I, I very much appreciate that. <laughs> so getting into soccer for you, like what, what kind of like obviously you said you took a deep dive because of COVID and not having anything to do but what what got you into soccer I guess yeah I've always liked soccer um even though my parents didn't let me play but I really like the team building aspect and how everybody had their own role and you you essentially have to be so patient to get something to get that reward to get that goal and it was so much more satisfying Nothing against basketball, but the score racks up a lot faster than a soccer game. And, you know, basketball, that's its own vibe. But soccer, just something about how large the pitch was um, really spoke to me. And um, just because it's such an international sport, too. So I wasn't really exposed to basketball as much when I lived in Europe as soccer. Um, and so when I was bored one night in 2019 scrolling through YouTube, when the Fox Sports highlight for the U.S. Women's National Team versus Thailand game, that 13-0 game popped up. I was like, first of all, a 13-0 scoreline in soccer is unheard of. And second of all, I was like, are these women playing? I was like, these are, these are not men highlights. So I was like, let me tap in. And 
first of all, the goals were good, but it was the celebration and the joy on all the players' faces that really sucked me in. And then I would be at work the next couple of weeks scrolling on Twitter, refreshing um, the score lines because I couldn't watch it. And when Kristen's press scored in England, I knew I was like, I have been sucked in to the women's soccer fandom. That Kristen Preskill, iconic, let me tell you. Yeah, and then that's when I learned about her mother and why she looked up at the sky. And I was at work tearing up over a player I barely knew. She also wore 23, which is my favorite number. So I was like, all the stars are aligning. This is the passion that I have been searching for. That's kind of how, like, that's kind of how I fell into soccer. Not, not with Kristen. I love Kristen, but that was not, that was not my poll. Obviously everyone knows I love Tobin and I found out she was from New Jersey, like leading up to the world cup. And so I was like, okay, like my dad and I are going to watch this. And then for some reason, I was just, I've never, I have never cared about sports before. Like my entire life, like my mom would have to like force me to watch college football with her on Saturdays. I'd be like, oh, Mm-hmm. like I'd watch like the Ohio State Michigan game and like that was it and then for some reason I like got so into soccer and my parents were like who are you like what is going on here I was like yeah I was like I don't it's know like a late switch. I literally do not know what to tell you it just happened it's a light switch that turns on you're like wait this is cool and then you can't stop after that and that's how I got into the NWSL and then with COVID and everything being fine in Europe that's when we all started watching um all the games in Europe and in the UK specifically too. Oh my gosh. The becoming an NWSL fan was such a journey for me because I was just like, I don't know enough about like anything. I didn't even know New Jersey had a team at first. And then like, I was like, oh, I'll just like cheer for Tobin. And so I remember like watching all the Portland games and then I, then they played Sky Blue and I was like, wait a minute. I was like, wait a damn minute, because yeah, we have a team, and now, now we're here. Now I go to all the Gotham games. That's so funny. I honestly don't remember when I learned of the local team, but I definitely feel like I had a feeling that was like, yeah, of course New York has a team. Why wouldn't New York have a team? Like, looking at the national team, like, there's a good amount of, like, New Yorkers, and, like, why wouldn't California have a team? And then back in 2019, there was no teams in California or New York. And at the time, Sky Blue was exclusively Jersey before the rebrand. So it was just like, and I was like, wait, Boston with Sam Lewis and everything. Wait, I missed the breakers. And I was just like, yeah, who do I cheer for? And it was just vibes. I vibe through the 2019 NWSL and then 2020s where I learned the most. Yeah. 2019, I definitely, I was... I, I remember like the Portland Thorns like Twitter account wished me a happy birthday like I won Aww. like I won like a giveaway and got like a scarf like I was like I was going hard for Portland at one point and then Aww. I was just like I was like you know what like no I everyone's because then I remember I saw a bunch of tweets and people were like oh like people should support their local NWCL team and it was like do I have one and then that's when yeah. I discovered Sky Blue and Aww. I kind of just was I- like casually cheering for them and then Mm-hmm. 2020 I was like okay I, I ride for these bitches <laughs> no honestly and I feel like this is like a hot take within the soccer community or like women's soccer and in general sports community but like it should be normalized to bandwagon for a player like what if you can die hard for a single team why is it not okay to follow a single player like that's yeah. why they sign big players but I don't know. I think you're valid for following the Portland Thorns just because of Tobin, because isn't that what half of the Thorns fan base started from her, Christine Sinclair? I also, I do need to put it out there that I did not stop being a Thorns fan because- Right, because of Sophia Smith now. Well, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm not a Thorns fan. I'm a Gotham fan through and through, but I did not stop being a Thorns fan because Tobin got traded. I stopped being a Thorns fan because I found Gotham. Just feel like I need to put that out there. I do like select Thorns players, but I'm not a Thorns fan. Just, just putting Sophia Smith, like you want to come on the show? Let me know anytime. There's always a spot open for you. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like if you have the privilege of having a local team, 
like that's your number one team but then there's always players from other teams you have such a big soft spot for like I Angel City Chris and Press like biggest soft spot but like Gotham all the way even when we lose because first of all that rebrand was incredible and and because it's it's local it's our local team yeah it's like I love Kaylin Sheridan but did I want her to get scored on when we played them yeah did she know but did I really want her to yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was no honestly such a painful game honestly I know that one, that one was probably the most painful one and then obviously when Angel City comes it's DD2 that'll suck it would be so sad I will not so be sad. at that game so you'll have to I will I will let you know I got tickets in the away section because I wanted to see Kristen again soft spot like usually you would want to sit on the home side but I was like Kristen is like an asterisk and then I was like bummed because she tore her ACL but then with today's news I will be seeing Sydney LaRue instead and I cannot complain and now you don't have to drive to what's it called Philadelphia for the Orlando Gotham game at Subaru Park no literally it's funny how they loop in Philadelphia sometimes I wonder if Philadelphia is ready for their own NWSL team and honestly I, th- I think there are if they're traveling so often to Subaru Park yeah I think and I mean like they get enough people there that I think that that would be definitely something to like expand mm-hmm. to I think that we need another Midwest team though like the Midwest is slacking we need like I don't know just one one more there right now another like I don't know because I think like Colorado why isn't there one in Colorado yeah Utah bring the Utah Royals back (laughs) yeah bring the Utah Royals back bring the Boston Breakers back because I feel for like the far northeast and they have such a big soccer like new the New England Youth Academy is so good um but there's no more team up there and it's like you think if they brought the ball like the Breakers back Christy would go I don't know if Christy would go but I think Sam might potentially go. Sam is such a softy. She, she literally had mass hole in her bio for the longest time. Sam, but I think Sam would Christy, only go if Lynn would go with her. That's true. Or if Abby decided that she wanted to leave the warm West Coast, which she would not at this She's point. She's not doing that. <laughs> but an Abby and Sam reunion would, would be really iconic. I was um, so sad when they got separated because they had played together since UCLA. Like, that's so like so like literally like 10 years of their career basically they're just so cute together like all these that's that was the other thing that pulled me into women's soccer the friendships where like people would play against each other throw each other down and afterwards be like good game and then trade jerseys yeah gotta love it (laughs) sportsmanship sportsmanship at its finest (laughs) throw back to the olympics if you get the reference, you get the reference. <laughs> They're lesbians, Stacy. <laughs> that that was such a that was such a time. Waking up at like three in the morning to watch the games, only for us to like flop so bad, and then I had to go run a summer camp the rest of the day. Like, why did I do that? Why did we do that? Like, and the thing is, that was like peak community moment. Like everybody was delusional. We had people who didn't sleep. We had people waking up. You had people tweeting like, please wake me up, DM me, I'll give you my number. We had we had a group chat. We had an East Coast group chat because we wanted to be East yeah. Coast and we were waking up at four o'clock in the morning. And there's just so many people who'd wake up to the lineup and be like, you know what, forget it. I'm going back to bed. And I wish I had that stamina, but I didn't. Yeah. I stayed up for every game. And I remember, I remember during like the bronze medal match, I made my campers like, <laughs> we had like a little like golf simulator space up, upstairs because I worked at a country club and I made mm-hmm. my campers go up. We hooked up the TV, like had the TV on and I put it on live, like on Hulu, logged into like my Hulu or ESPN, like had it playing live mm-hmm. and I made all the kids sit down and watch it because I was like, for if like, I need to know if we win and everybody all the kids were like okay like whatever like we don't have to go do anything and it wasn't like that nice of a day so I literally made them all sit inside upstairs and watch the game with me and then we won and I gave them all candy oh as you should though that is a power move I was fortunate enough to be working from home so I'd like 
open my work laptop and then be like, oh, if I didn't have anything immediately needed to be done because that bronze medal match went into work hours. I was like, okay, I'm going to have it up on my TV and I'll be, I'll have my work laptop open. Um, but that, that was a game. That was like, that one had my heart. Like I was losing it. Yeah. Six o'clock in the morning. We were all dancing around our rooms. Me trying to like not scream while working at summer camp and like keeping my reactions like calm. Meanwhile, I'm like, if they don't get it together, like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they were already losing it. Absolute shambles. Like, yeah, it was all or nothing in that last game. Yeah. Oh, what a time. I love the moments like that one, like all of the Twitter timeline, like unites, like. It was, it was, it was a moment. And it's like, usually it's not that Twitter is so divisive, but sometimes, you know, people have, um, we all have our own opinions and that's very respectable, but that moment for anyone who is a U.S. women's national team watcher, you, you were one entity. Yeah. Ugh, what a time. But going, time going more into some other soccer stuff, like the off the field stuff that we do. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've talked about this a handful of times, but for everyone who does not know, um, my friend Issa and I came up with Women's Sports Exchange back in August and then it kind of like fell out. And then I remember we were like trying to like restart it and Maggie like DMs me and is like, hey, if you ever need help with like social media or anything, like let me know. And I was like, okay, like, I don't know because like we weren't really doing anything with it. And then mm-hmm. it just kind of like, I don't know, Maggie just jumped on board and we like restarted it and it's kind of taken off. So I don't know, like what made you want to reach out, get involved and yeah. Yeah. Well, one, obviously like all that Twitter deep dive, like at the peak of the pandemic really made me realize that I had a passion for it. But so basically in the first half of my sophomore year, um, so this was right before the pandemic. <laughs> this is right before the pandemic. The just, just in time. It's your podcast hiccups. Um, just in time, uh, right before the pandemic, I took a class and basically we came to New York and we visited a 20 to 30 different companies over, over the span of three days and just heard from a lot of BC alumni and professionals working in their industries, mostly tech and finance and, you know, and venture capital. And we just heard from them and their experiences and everybody just kept repeating, like have a side project, like have something you're passionate about, like work on it. Like that's going to be your why that's going to be why you wake up. Like work is only going to fulfill you so much. And so I took that to heart, but I didn't know what to do with my time. And I was like, I want to invest my time in a side project, but student clubs and all that other stuff can only go so far once you graduate so when I saw you post that I was like duh where else am I going to put all my Canva used to and I could see potential for it and also something that I can work on post-grad as well which is what I was looking for so I was like hey Mickey I hope this isn't weird but like can I hop on board and And here we are look at where we are now I, I I genuinely do not know what I would be doing without Maggie because Maggie like she just makes sure I stay on top of things and <laughs> there would be no good social media stuff without Maggie and I'm telling you her spreadsheets are amazing like they're really just they're so good no but genuinely like I guess let's talk a little bit more about women's sports exchange just kind of like how we've seen it grow because I mean obviously with you running the socials I I see all that stuff but like you're the one putting out the stuff to make it grow so I guess like where where does that come from are you having fun with it Mm -hmm. oh gosh so much fun so I don't actually start my full-time job until mid-July so since I graduated this this has been my side project along with something else that I'm continuing on from school as well but you know I just, I mean, it's, it's so fun to just wake up and be like, you know what, like I'm going to work on our company, essentially our organization and grow it. And it's so fun to be able to set your own schedule, but also to just sit down and get a lot of work done and see the impact that it has. Like we, 
we've had a couple of hit tweets that people enjoyed. I think our um, ACL women's- one. <laughs> The ACL one, oh, that was so funny because I was scrambling. I was like, I'm going to forget everybody because there's so many people with ACL injuries. Um, oh, and the babies. The ACLs, the babies, and the summer schedule. Yes. Those are our top three hit tweets in the past, maybe only two weeks. Yeah, like two, two, three weeks. Two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you know, it's fun because, you know, it's not your personal Twitter and it's a platform. It's something that like something we always talk about when we onboard new people is finding the right balance between professionalism and personality. And, you know, there's corporate professionalism, which is like, not that all the NWSL clubs are on that path, but you have to be more formal. You have more guidelines. And the only people that Mickey and I answer to are Mickey and I, like we just text each other and it's like, so what do you think? Can I post this? And we're like, yeah. And then Oh we just God. hit send and our meetings like our meetings were not formal yesterday we had a meeting and I'm like literally driving in the car like mm-hmm. we're just it's just straight vibes over here and I remember Maggie at one point was like yeah like if you have any questions like you could just ask like me or Mickey you know like I guess I guess we're in charge and I was like are we like that's that's so wild because mm-hmm. when you think about it like I'm only 18 you're I'm the grandma of the group you're old. almost 22 I'll be 22 in a month I was gonna say that you were 20 and then I was like I feel like you <laughs> might be a year older um mm-hmm. but it's so funny just because like most of the people are either like my same age or like a year or two older than me except for like yep. two um yeah so it's just so weird that like we're like oh yeah if you have any questions like ask Mickey I'm like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing like <laughs> I know and I think part of that is also when you work with people you like it doesn't feel like work you're not answering to anybody you're just bouncing the crazy ideas unfiltered to each other and egging each other on and when you egg each other on we come up with stuff like a baby list which is I think at seven pregnant NWSL players which is incredible and (laughs) exactly no literally a whole starting 11 and it's just it's so fun um and you had another part to your question I only answered the part if I enjoyed it and the answer is yes I was just asking like what you want to like how you want to see it keep growing or like and how we've grown already that's right so all of our amazing ideas that's right that's right so when I hopped on board, which Mickey told me yes immediately. She's like, I have to go check with Issa first. And then she gets back to me in 20 minutes. And she's like, yes. And I was like, oh my god!" Oh, I even asked Issa. Like, honestly, I might have just like said that just to sound like I was like, I had to like check with my partner. Like, <laughs> so, okay, now we're partners. Love you, Issa. But um, so, yeah. And I remember we didn't really have a social presence. Um, love what you and Issa did wasn't the biggest fan of the current logo at the time yeah it was not it was not live there there was no brand to it I would say I think you had the idea and you had the goals and you had some of the articles but you didn't you didn't I think we're we were I hopped on at a really perfect time because basically we just branded wasn't even a rebrand we branded like period we had a gmail go we had an email account but we were still toying around with twitter usernames and instagram usernames everything was different it was so bad everything was different um and we couldn't keep track of it we had to go through six different people to get the twitter password and um me liking organization i remember being like oh gosh oh oh gosh i was like do do i do i start something up do i do i start being a little more like okay this is what we need to do um and Lucky for me, Mickey was very receptive to it. Um, and I was I like, Mickey. I'm just not good at like dealing out the like, hey, like, can, can we do things a bit better? Because I don't like to be mean to people. Not that Maggie, Maggie's not mean. That's not me saying Maggie's mean. I just, Maggie would be like, hey, can you do this? And I'd be like, okay, like somebody else wants me to do this. I can do this. And Maggie just gives me the little push I need sometimes. Well, yeah, I think we both push each other um, to do better. And that's why, you know, we completely revamped our website. Our website looks completely different now than it did a year ago. And our website looks different than it did three months ago because we now have an official domain. 
Um, and it's not like xyz.wix.com. It's now just wsportsexchange.com. And now all of our socials, which you aren't, if you're listening to this and aren't already following, I have to plug it, but wsportsexchange. So no E because we're, our shorthand is WSX, but it's wsportsexchange on Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok too. And it's all the same username. And if you're curious to email us, it's actually W Sports Exchange with the E. But you know, DM us if you're confused. Yeah, it's it's a little bit complicated, but yeah. Shout out to Carolyn for um, being our incredible sponsor for us to get the website up and running. Very mm-hmm. very much appreciated. I don't know. It's so cool to like see an idea that you have like come to life and like not just like come to life, but like actually become like something. And like, we're like growing every day, like every day there's new Twitter followers, you know, we're doing like having people do Instagram takeovers, like shout out to Desiree for taking us at the WNBA game, like stuff like that. And I think it's just so cool to know that like, we're building like this team of writers and now graphic designers. And it's just so cool to see like the potential that like it has. And it's just like, there's so, there's so many things going on in women's sports and like the coverage does get better, but like, it's still not anywhere it right. could be. And so to be another part of that, like mm-hmm. thing, the world of sports, that's like growing the coverage of women's sports is just like, I don't know. So cool. Mm-hmm. And part of it too, is that the coverage of women's sports isn't growing as rapidly as the fan base is, is because people aren't investing into the coverage of women's sports, right? We see, you know, the only company that is dedicated truly to women's sports only that's not an addition of a woman's section to their normal website is just women's sports who you know it's unheard of two years ago that they would get a six million dollar investment from investors to to help run their company and and that's that's crazy and you know which just shows that there is a market and you know we've seen it for ourselves our twitter following has doubled in the past two weeks alone and people are people are hungry for women's sports coverage. Like they want it. It's just, where do you look? And, and that's where we come in. And we have big plans to continue growing as well. Um, and we will be launching our website officially. Thank you to everyone who like, obviously follows our Twitter and supports that and supports this podcast. Like all of it obviously like means a lot to me because they're my projects, like my, like my little babies. But it also just means so much to like see people who actually like, want to see the coverage of women's sports grow and like are constantly like following and sharing and retweeting and all this kind of stuff because they want other people to see that too and so it's really cool to just see how like how the sports community and like women's soccer community kind of like has invested in all the things that everyone does mm-hmm. and you know for the women's sports exchange like yes we cover athletes we cover leagues but the other thing that if you follow us on Twitter, you've definitely noticed is that we're also trying to cover women in sports as well. They are as much part of the women's sports community as much as possible. And so that's why our stickers are actually just, it's um, it says support women in sports because we believe that the women's sports community are both the players, the fans, and the people who work in the industry as well. But before we wrap up, because I know Maggie and I could talk for like hours, like literally like you guys could probably get like a five hour episode of me and Maggie just talking. We're always like, let's do a quick like catch up and we'll like hop on Zoom and be like, okay, like 10, 15 minutes. And then like three hours later, we're still sitting there doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I know we could talk a lot longer and there's so many more incredible things that I know you could say, but we're going to hop to some rapid fire just because I don't want to make the episode too long you know <laughs> it's okay I'll just come on again yeah see yeah exactly. no you, you Emma and Audrey are due to come on to an episode yes that is the team we are the leadership of women's sports exchange and the besties that we text at midnight and being like what is going on in the women's sports world why is this happening all of my best ideas come to me at like 12 31 o'clock in the morning and that's when I text Maggie like four mm-hmm. separate texts and I'm like hey I have this idea we should do this what do you think oh wait it's late mm-hmm. I'm so sorry like <laughs> it's funny because they're not even texting anymore they're at this point two minute minimum audio messages 
And it's so funny because every time they come in, I'm sitting at my desk. So I just grab post-it next to me and I just start jotting it down because I know that we both would forget about it if we didn't write it down. Yeah. But I'm, but I think that's the best part. Our minds move so much faster and that just means that better things are coming. Okay. So rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Yes. What is your go-to Starbucks order? Oh, recently an iced vanilla latte, really basic, but it's so good. Um, but in terms of refreshers, it's the strawberry SIE with lemonade. No matcha. I know, no matcha. Not yet. I think it's like maybe top three or top okay. five. Okay. Okay. That's valid. Who is your favorite Gotham player? Midge Purse. I got a rep number 23. Makes always. sense. Makes sense. Where is one NWSL stadium that you want to travel to? Bank of California. I That Angel City, their branding is incredible. I could have figured that one. <laughs> I was like, these Honestly, though, I already know the answer to them, but I'm just asking, <laughs> I'm asking for the, the fun. But it would be interesting to go to Portland Thorns home game just because their fan base is incredible. Yeah, I, Sammy and I, well, my dad and I are like, I guess I'm Sammy, but I've been trying to convince my dad that we should go to Providence Park. And now that he's on, like, now that he watches games, he's like, yeah. okay, okay. Like, Providence Park is a vibe. And, like, Angel yeah. City is going to get there, but right now Providence Park holds that title. And I want to go to Powell's Bookstore. Yes. Oh, Portland is just so cute. Um, I know what your favorite number is, but for anybody who doesn't, what's your favorite yes. number? If you couldn't guess, my favorite number is 23 um what like European club do you want to go see a game like in live oh this has to be between Chelsea and Arsenal only because I was supposed to study abroad in 2020 in London um and I can't pick between the two because I think they both have such a great fan base and like incredible atmosphere so I will not pick a side because I don't need anybody <laughs> getting mad at me either so I will say both Chelsea and Arsenal Maggie and London make it happen literally someone send me there I will go cover both Chelsea and Arsenal and give you a rundown of who's better I'll cover both of them just just <laughs> just put me there also, give me my study abroad dream also hashtag get um Maggie and me to the world cup next in year. Australia Yep. If anybody loves this podcast, loves hearing us talk, loves the work that we do and are supportive, please send us to Australia and New Zealand. We will give you the best content that you can get. I yeah. promise. Just, just get us there. Yep. Thumbs up. Um, what is your favorite like travel snack? Ooh, this is also a travel snack slash comfort snack but fries I just think that like you can't mess it up and it's so different everywhere you go but still so good fries are so, so good. I will say fries or any entity shape or form of a potato okay <laughs> just just give me a potato that's all I need <laughs> just hand me a potato and but it's so good okay you can't deny that okay I love potatoes <laughs> I don't want to hear it Maggie, I love potatoes. Good, good. That's why we're friends. That's why we're friends. <laughs> okay, and then last question. What is like your dream job in the sports industry? My dream job is to own an NWSL team. Like, not like minority owner, which shout out to all the NWSL small owners. You make it possible, but like majority owner, like. So basically, that would be so cool. Boston Breakers. Yes, but I'm a New Yorker, remember? So we're going to bring back the Western New York watch. <laughs> that, um, and then like a second tier to that would be like a GM for like the U.S. Women's National Team. I just feel like I would be a pretty cool one. And I would have like, I really love surprises. Mickey knows this. I like try to surprise her. Um, and she's like, hey, like, can you do this? And I'm like, but I just started working on it. I can't surprise you anymore. <laughs> we, just, we just think the same. We have like one brain cell shared. Same wavelength. Them. No, yeah. literally. Um, but I think- it's a really good brain really cell, there's only one of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, jams are fun. You can 
player management and quality, I feel like is so important. You guys heard it here first. Maggie for U.S. Women's National Team General Manager 2022. 2022. Um, I'll take them to the World Cup. It'll be fine. Exactly. We'll go 2023. We'll let Kate Margraf like finish out the year and then yeah. you'll come in. Or give me, um, what is it? Let, put me back on Studio 90. I'll give you if everybody the content we all want. Oh, Studio 90. All the good content. Yeah. Oh, that was such, Studio 90 was such a time. I didn't like watch soccer then, but I have gone back and watched all of those videos, I think. Um, yeah. When you first hop on the uswnt wave that is all you do you watch every single old studio 90 video yeah like the reese race the reese race is iconic i was invested in that one i want them to like do it with like charlie i know charlie is so sweet that would be so fun she's so cute i know oh. I'm, i'll make it happen i'll make it happen yeah. Put me in. if anyone from u.s soccer is listening to this um hire maggie give her a job Put me in. Put me in, coach. I'm ready. She's ready. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on to my podcast. I, I I love talking to you. You're like the best. So I'm just glad that we are getting to share this conversation with everybody else so that everybody knows how awesome we are. Um, thank but, you for having me. Yeah. As always, everyone make sure to follow me on all the socials. So Twitter, Mickey underscore Alfano, Instagram, Mickey Mike's Up and Mickey Alfano. And then um, you can follow me on the podcast on Spotify and Apple, wherever you're listening to this. Um, do that. You can give it a rating too. Um, five stars preferably, but it's up to you. Um, <laughs> no bullying is allowed here. Yeah. And then um, make sure to follow Women's Sports Exchange. Maggie and I have plugged this like literally three times already, but go do it. And then do you want to plug anything? Yes. Um, feel free to follow me on Twitter, Maggie M. Yan, and Instagram, which is Maggie.Y underscore, and obviously Women's Sports Exchange, which is both in me and Mickey's Twitter bios. So if you're having trouble finding it, just look in our bios. Yeah. So yeah, that is all from Mickey Mike's up on this episode. Um, I will see you guys next week. Um, and I'm- now, I know that I already signed off and said my goodbyes and told you all the socials to follow and wish you a good week, but this episode is one year of Mickey Mike's up. And I don't know, I didn't want to put it at the intro because I figured... It just, I don't know, I didn't want it to, like, be all about that, I guess. Um, Just because it really is just another episode, and I'm just going to keep doing this as long as people want to listen. But um, one year ago on Sunday, so July 10th, is when I posted my very first episode of Mickey Mike's Up. And it's just crazy to think about how I posted that and, like, 10 people listened. And... Now I have close to 200 followers and over a thousand streams and it's just so amazing to feel the support that everyone has given me over this last year. Um, Like, I never thought that it would be possible for me to interview Marissa Pilla or Ari or, you know, Hensley and to look back on all the people that I've interviewed... I did a little thread on Twitter just kind of like thanking everyone and shouting them out for, you know, celebrating this first year with me and being some of my first guests and like shout out to Bianca for always supporting me, um, like being my first big guest and constantly supporting me since then and it truly just means the absolute world to me that I kind of have this community online that listens to these episodes and cares about what I'm saying or at least shares it even if they don't want to care about what I'm saying um but for someone who has wanted to work in the media since I was eight years old um now I'm 18 so it's so cool to have those dreams and kind of see them actually becoming a reality and like being on media lists and going to press conferences and doing all this stuff is just like the absolute coolest experience ever 
and having all the support behind me is what keeps me going every day and I don't know I'm glad that I was able to share my first year of college with people and give some people advice or some idea of what is a safe space and I don't know and to get to talk about soccer and my favorite players and Gotham it's just it's just been so much fun like Really, fun is the only word I can think to describe um, all the opportunities and connections and just the knowledge that I've gained from talking to so many people, hearing different people's experiences and their stories just makes, just makes it, like, I don't know, me feel so much better going into my future because I'm like, wow, so-and-so said that they did this and I got to learn about their story and now I can take what they've learned and apply it to my life. And hopefully one day I want to be that person that people can come to and learn from and, like, use my story to talk with others. Because um, I, I just think it's so cool to hear about how passionate someone is about getting into sports or about their job. And I feel that passion myself. And so I share that on here and I hope, like, one day I can share it on a bigger scale Um but yeah, I just wanted to say thank you guys all for supporting me over this first year. I know that there have been times where I have said I was going to post an episode and have not, and there were times where I was sick in posting episodes, um, my COVID era, and it's just, I mean, I had to take a break because of a concussion, so we've really been through it, um, and I have shared so much of that on here, on this podcast, and so I just truly... Um, am so beyond grateful for all of the support and I am very excited for just whatever this next year has in store. Hopefully I can get some really cool interviews and I am just, yeah, I'm, I never thought that when I started this because I, I just had the the silly idea it would become what it is now. And so thank you guys all. Um, it just means the absolute world and now I'm kind of talking in circles, but um, one last super cool thing before this is officially over is I will be selling Mickey Mike's Up stickers. Um, Lucy, my incredible, talented graphic designer friend, um, made me my logo and a design for some stickers, and so I have some Mickey Mike's Up stickers rolling out. Um, the first sticker um will be dropped right along with this episode and I have some more coming soon so I'm just really excited about that too um so yeah with that being said this is officially the end of year one of Mickey Mike's Up and this episode of Mickey Mike's Up and here is to year two and so many more amazing things so thanks for listening guys (laughs) 